Welcome to the Uplift Effect podcast. I'm Jill Falling. I am the owner and creator of the Uplift Effect Coaching and Consulting, and I am so excited that you are joining this podcast today. As I have said maybe one other time, this might not go down as being the most popular podcast episode. Well, what I found out is it actually was the most popular podcast episode, and it's because I chose to step out on a limb, and I'm going to do that again. It isn't something that feels very comfortable to me. I just want to tell you that straight up from the very beginning. We live in a day and time where it is not overly comfortable to be very vocal about some things that are very controversial because you're censored, you're guilted, you're bashed, you're talked about, you're taken off social media. I mean, there's a whole host of things that happen to people. I'm not saying those things have happened to me. I just see them happening. And so many of us are like, ooh, tread that very carefully. So... I want to talk today about the question of how do we talk to our children about what is happening in Afghanistan right now? The reason why this comes up is because there have been a series of things that have happened in our country recently um, and across the world recently that if you are a parent and you have children that are old enough, they're seeing it. They're seeing the news, they're seeing it on social media, they're hearing parts about it at school, and they're looking for answers as to what does this really mean? Are we safe? Is something going on? How did this happen? What exactly are we talking about? And I will tell you, uh, I'm, I mean, I feel kind of silly to even say this, but it took 9-11 for me to even really realize what terrorism was. Now, I was a grown adult and already had a child at that point. <laughs> and I am so embarrassed to say that, but I didn't have a clue really that there were people in other countries that hated us and wanted to kill us. Because my experience was is that people were trying to get into this country and they were wanting the American way. And we had border problems, border control problems, because people were fighting to get into this country. So I saw that and had no clue about the other. And our children, if your children are anything like mine, they're asking questions that are really important. And I want to talk to you about that because I think it's important that we discuss those things with them. I think it's important that you discuss your political opinions with them. I certainly um, embrace that. I'm not going to discuss that part of it today. I am having those conversations with my children. There are some important life lessons that I think our children need to understand. This is the result of some bigger problems, some bigger issues. I think our children need to understand at the bottom of, of all of the rubbish, there is a common denominator. It doesn't matter if you are left, if you are right, if you 
uh, are born in this country or another country or what the deal is. There's a common denominator. And we're going to talk about that today because I think that is where so much of this conversation really needs to start. And if you choose to not start it there, that's fine. I think it still needs to be involved in the conversation. Because what our children need to understand is what leadership looks like and what it doesn't. Because it's going to affect so many aspects of their life. I talk to my children about leadership all the time in the, in the realm of sports. But I have also talked to them in the past several years about leadership as it pertains to companies because I left a company and I left a job that I really cared about because of leadership that was corrupt. And we are also seeing leadership struggle this year, last year, the year before and the year before. It doesn't matter who your president that you voted for. There's still a problem with leadership and the confusion between that and power. It's not the same thing. So let me do a quick introduction really quick. And if that hasn't gotten your attention, I don't know what will. (laughs) I promise this is not a political conversation. It just isn't. It's about what leadership is and how we can help our children understand and step into becoming good leaders. All right, I will see you back in just a second. So quickly, let me just give a quick introduction. My name is Jill Falling. I am the owner and CEO of the Uplift Effect Coaching and Consulting. I do this podcast because it is an avenue and a resource for parents who are trying to navigate the mucky waters of parenting. The truth of the matter is we have a lot to learn from birds that are migrating you know, the V formation, and there's this phenomenon called the uplift effect. I want to give you what I wish I had when I was a young parent, and that's the uplift effect. That's the ability for those of us who've traveled just a little bit farther, who are a step or two ahead, to provide some support, encouragement, and hope, and inspiration, just enough to get you through to the next step. And that is what this podcast is about. It is mostly about parenting. It is very much about who you are as a person because that's who your children most likely will become. And it's about having the tools in your toolbox that you need for this journey. And this conversation here today is so important. Okay, I'm back. So here are some conversations I'm having in my house. My suspicion is, is that you are potentially having some difficult conversations also at your house, some difficult questions. And the truth of the matter is we are living in days and times by which we are having to explain things that I honestly do not ever remember having to have when I was a young child. We weren't having these conversations. I truly believe that a large reason for that was because 
our society was quite different than it is now. And I'm aging myself just a smidge, but I am 45 years old. And in 1975 and in the early 80s, we had problems, sure, and they were different. They certainly were not exposed to us the way they are being exposed to our children now because we didn't have social media then. We didn't have the access to stuff that our children have now. So in the spirit of thinking that you are probably having some questions asked like I am, this is why I decided to put together this episode. What exactly is going on in Afghanistan? Why are people talking about our president like this? What's going on with the medical community? Are we supposed to be vaccinated? Are we not? What's the deal? If I've already had it, all these things, constant confusion, information all over the place, no consistency whatsoever, except for you can just count on everything being inconsistent. And it's a lot for kids, kids that are old enough, uh, middle schoolers, um, high schoolers, to try to make sense of. And while I certainly believe that there is a time and a place, for sure, to share your personal opinions with your children, I would absolutely encourage anybody to do that. I also believe that we cannot forget to talk about some things here that I think are very important. And this is how I am approaching a large amount of this conversation. Take it for what it's worth. Leadership is in crisis. It has been in crisis for many, many years. I get that. When somebody in leadership decides to lie, they are no longer and they are not going to be able to be an effective leader. Lying is deception, and deception is going to require that you cover up your lie and or blame shift, both of which, in my personal opinion, are very cowardly acts. Again, if you lie, you will not be an effective leader. People are way too smart, way too intelligent, and people's sniffers are extremely good, and a liar is going to be found out. The truth always has a way of coming to the forefront. And there are too many people that have a gut feeling something's not right. Liars will not be effective leaders. Number two, leadership understands that they must take responsibility for their mistakes. Good leadership understands that you must take responsibility for your mistakes. If you make a bad call on the football field and you cost your team a penalty, you better take that mistake, and you better own it. I preach this to my kids all the time. Hey, if that's on you, call it. That's on me. Sorry, that's my bad. I would have a tremendous amount of respect for a football coach 
who runs with his team because we rise and we fall together. And when coaches are making mistakes that is costing the team, I don't mean just on the football field. It happens in all sports. We're just in football season right now. I have respect for a coaching staff that says, I will be running with you because I didn't win that game either. That's a team. That's a leader. When a CEO, when top management, when our officials, government officials, and presidents within this country do not take responsibility for their mistakes, they will not earn the respect of people and they will no longer be effective as a leader. Number three, leaders, good leaders, do not assume that they are the smartest person in the room always. They understand and they have the ability to recognize the necessity in listening to wise counsel. In other words, they're coachable. They may be in a position where they have people giving them counsel who are more experienced in a certain area. It may be that they are getting counsel from people who are working in the field and see something that they do not. One of the things that I have found to be very, very true is that there is a huge separation and difference between people who are doing the work versus people who are sitting in an office talking about the work. And good leaders understand and they have the ability to recognize the necessity of listening to people who are doing the work. They're coachable and they are willing to recognize and not let their ego get so big that they cannot see that they are not always the smartest person in the room. Again, that is applicable to so many aspects of life. And I have seen this play out in a corporate setting that makes my stomach sick. I have seen all three of these things play out in corporate settings. I've seen these things play out in sports teams that my children have played on. And I see it happening in a large number of areas in our healthcare system. I see it in our government entities. I see it in our relationships and interactions with other countries. I see it happening in politics, of course, all over the place. And this is very concerning to me because if we do not model and teach our children better leadership skills... We are in so much trouble. Leadership isn't leading anymore. It's about power. And power is self-serving and it is not motivated by what is best for the well-being of the people as a whole. I'm going to say that again. Leadership isn't leading anymore. It has become about power. And power is self-serving and it is not motivated by what is best for the well-being of the people as a whole. 
And parents, if we do not start leading in our homes and leading in our work places, we are going to continue being part of the problem because we are not going to raise a generation of children that know the difference between good leadership and terrible, corrupt, cowardly actions. And we see it in ways now that is detrimental. It is costing innocent people unbelievable amounts of trauma. And I don't think there is anybody who would call what we have going on in our society, in our world as a whole. I'm not calling out one specific thing. I'm calling it all out. None of this has been successful. And there's a reason why. I know this was a bit heavy. You can tell I'm worked up. (laughs) But parents, it's time we rise to the occasion. This is on us to teach and model our children better. We can't be afraid of these conversations. I, of course, am talking to my children about my personal beliefs, as I would assume you would too, and you should. But we live in a country that is based on liberty and freedom. And we have the right and the responsibility to teach our children. And these leadership skills are so critical to their well-being and what is going to happen in our future generations. And I am very concerned about it. So, I'm going to let that be for today. I'm going to take a big, deep breath. (laughs) I hope that this helps you a little bit. If you are struggling to figure out how to talk to your kids, what's really, I mean, like, where do you start? Well, here's some places to start. Teach your children that when when they are honest, When they take responsibility for their mistakes and they own it and they say, that's on me, that's my bad, that shows incredible character. And when they recognize that they need to be coachable and they need people who are more experienced than them to help guide them as they move forward and make decisions, that we are giving our children skills that they are going to need for the rest of their life. I think it's a pretty good place to start. Thank you for listening to The Uplift Effect. I am so excited about some things that are coming up. I cannot wait to tell you about it. I'm not ready yet, but I'm almost there. And I am moving my content to a place that you as parents will be able to get what you want, to get what you need, to have the hope, encouragement, inspiration, education, courses, And to get the support that you need as a parent. And you will be there because you want to be there. And you can be sure that you're getting the content that will help you in this parenting journey. I am excited to bring to you a shift that is coming in the uplift effect. Because again, the uplift effect, the V formation, birds that are migrating and what they do 
is that they provide just enough support for the bird behind it. And I want to be that place and I want to help you with that. But I'm going to move it to a location so that I can do that more effectively. Not the podcast. The podcast is staying the same. So don't worry. It's not going anywhere. (laughs) Thank you for being supportive of this podcast. Thank you for subscribing so that you do not miss an episode. Thank you for the emails, the comments. I truly appreciate them. And I will continue to serve you the best way I know how. Have a wonderful day. I will talk to you next Monday. Have a great week. Bye-bye.